Hi, this is number six of my video training logs for um, life group leaders and we're still looking at praying together, the third key component and priority for life groups, but this time we're looking at how. How do we pray together? And I'd just like to introduce you to my visual aid for this one. It is the rug. The rug. There we go. So I'll come back to that in a little while. But I, I want to really give you some tips, some practical pointers about how to pray together in life group. And I've got six headings for you. The first one is short. It's faith statement. I would really strongly encourage you to, as one thing in your preparation, just sensing God what you've got faith for for that evening or that group meeting. And express that. Either at the beginning of the meeting, or if you've forgotten, or you think it needs repeating, do so again now, at the start of the praying together section. Just remind people, oh, you know what, it's great that we're coming together tonight, or this afternoon. I just want to encourage you, I really sense that God is going to do X, or Y. Yeah, that's what the kind of sentence you need to complete. It could be quite general, or it could be specific, doesn't really matter, but what God gives you faith for, state it. And now's a good time. The second point is kickstart worship. What we're aiming for, if we have a worship component of our praying together, is what might have been once coined open charismatic worship. In other words, not planned, or not very planned at least. We want that environment where everyone is encouraged to own the worship life of the group. Um, so you might have somebody, and it might be you, to lead the worship, but what I mean by that is simply this, kickstart the worship, not to manage or lead the whole time. And it could be you, uh, it could be you delegate this to somebody who's got some musical gift or is just a, a great exhorter uh, or encourager into worship and thanksgiving, but really it needs to be someone who understands what we're aiming for here. This is the moment in the group where you get everyone standing up. It changes the dynamic, it adds an urgency and alertness as we uh, experience God's presence and press in to him. So what I mean by kickstart worship is this. Plan one thing as a call to worship or as a prompt to praise. I'm just going to give you five examples. You can pick a mix from these or, or go to the one that you find uh, kind of works in your setting. Somebody could read a short passage of scripture, maybe a psalm or part of a psalm, and then explicitly encourage people, look, after I've read this, just pick up on a theme that was really highlighted to you and pray it out in your own words as a prayer of thanks or praise. A second idea is just encourage everybody to pray out loud a one-sentence prayer of thanks. Now, it's helpful to start with somebody who's going to model that well. You might have some really mature Christians and their prayers are eloquent and full. And it's not they're waffly, they're great prayers. But it might just be slightly intimidating for the newcomer or uh, somebody who's less confident in speaking out in a group environment. So keep them brief and start with someone who's going to do that and follow your brief um, and explanation closely. Now, it might be a bit false, I know, but if your group still lacks a little bit of confidence or, or, or new in Christ, or you've got some new believers you're conscious of, just go around the room. So we're going to start there, go around the room, and each pray on your turn a prayer of thanks. 
And if nothing else, you could pray for the thing you said at the beginning of the meeting that encouraged you recently. Just thank God for that. Another option is singing, isn't it? And you can either use a CD or an iPod or even YouTube because you can get the words along the bottom of your screen. Or you could ask your musician to strum up and play something. Now the task again though here is encourage them just to choose one song. Or you select one song from your collection. Don't overdo it. Now you might want a second song, but if there's a second song, keep it as a reserve, keep it as a backup, and the, the discernment is whether to use it or not to use it. Defer not, but then just see how uh, things develop. By the way, just to let you know, we're producing some new worship booklets with a whole host of uh, worship songs included, so you'll be able to use songs without having to rely on everybody's collective memory. So we'll get those to you in due course. Another option is to have communion together. Just get a bit of bread, a bit of wine or, or some kind of juice, red juice or something and just share it together. Now the thing with communion is we, we want it to be reverential, of course we do, and worshipful, but it doesn't need to be silent. It can be very vocal. Encourage people to just pray out prayers of thanks. Just pray what you want to say thank you to Jesus for when you take the bread and wine and are reminded of what he's done for you. You can keep it informal as well. And the fifth suggestion would be, and this would be my favourite, praise out loud together on the count of three. I just love doing that. And people can use then their own language and I would encourage you to state, you can use your own language. If, you're not, if English isn't your first language, use your mother tongue. Because it's so much easier, I think, to pray out in your mother tongue. However good a grasp of English you've got, there's just a freedom in it that we can all appreciate. And or use the gift of tongues. Keep encouraging people to use it. It's a great way into the presence of God and into praise and prayer. And I encourage some people uh, at times to just let's all commit to praying out loud or praising out loud at the same volume, roughly. Because that way we can all do it and keep doing it without feeling self-conscious. And as the leader of those times, just, just edge it a few more seconds beyond the comfort zone each time. But don't go too far out of comfort zone for too long. Now, th really thankfully and helpfully, that, uh, King David gave um, to the people of God about praising God in the temple. And they're from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, also in Psalm 105. And ten of the verbs of eight of those ten didn't include singing. There were words like thanks and call and proclaim and meditate, boast, rejoice, look and seek. So there's much more to worship than just singing. The New Testament, I think, is also very helpful in giving some practical instruction for our worship. In Ephesians 5, starting at verse 18, Paul says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. So firstly, we can note that speaking our worship and praise, as well as singing, is as spiritual. And that's very releasing, isn't it, to us in life groups, particularly if there aren't too many confident singers or musicians around. It goes on to say, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. So the seat of worship we learn isn't so much the vocal cords or the voice box, but the heart. And that's what's important. It goes on to say, always 
giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, emphasising how important it is that thankfulness for everything and declaring who God is. That's what praise is all about. Uh, my third heading for you is this order helps. I'd suggest that the praying together section of your group meeting, including any worship you do, fits well at the end of the session. Having shared encouragements, having engaged with truth, you then pray together. Because your response in worship and praise is going to be so much easier, having uh, counted your blessings and been fuelled by the truth of the word of God. It's much easier than going straight in cold into worship. Now I know that's the way we do it on Sunday morning. But sometimes worship comes to life after we've heard testimonies, after we've been reminded about the goodness of our God. So don't be constrained by what we do on Sunday. Yes, if you've got children and their bedtimes are during your group session, then you might need to just bear that in mind in terms of order. I do appreciate that. But otherwise, I think it's great to worship and pray at the end. I also think there's a spiritual benefit in moving straight from worship into prayer, just linking those two together. And I also think there's a real practical benefit in thinking about life group, our life group sessions as having three components. I know the Cell Church model had four. It had four W's, didn't it? The welcome, the worship, the word and the witness. All good stuff. But I found that having four things was just too much to manage in say an hour and a half or even in two hours. Uh, but to have three things, I can give half an hour to each, or I can give 20 minutes to each if we've only got an hour, as long as we get cracking straight away. It's just easier to fill the time and manage it accordingly. My fourth heading, sense the spirit. Now this is where your leadership is vital. One of the most important things for you in your role as the group leader is to remain sensitive throughout the group session to what the Holy Spirit is doing. So you can discern how best to pray and who to prioritise praying for. You might not have time to pray for everybody every week. It could be that right at the beginning of the evening as someone was sharing an encouragement, there was a real sense that, wow, God's doing something in their life and blessing them. Let's get behind it and ask him to open it up all the more. Or it may be that someone's shared a discouragement and we do want to hear those. But rather than allowing the whole evening to uh, be going into the details of this uh, pain or suffering, yes, let's hear it, but let's say, look, let's come back to that in prayer. Not just to stop the conversation early on, but also to give some outlet for it. Uh, but anyway, there may be other prayer requests you've noted as the evening has gone on. Or it may be that through the word section, or even as you worship, there's just a sense of what God might want to do and to whom. So look out for that. Who is God's hand really upon tonight or this afternoon? And number five is pray for people. Pray for individuals in your group. I've just got five tips on praying for people in your group, which I'll illustrate with five body parts. So firstly, feet. Your role is to call someone forward, an individual, or maybe a married couple right into the middle of the room. Now, let's get practical. It may be you've got to clear the clutter and the tables and the coffee mugs away. Do that, but it's so that you can get somebody into the middle. That's why I chose 
the rug as my visual aid. You don't have to have a rug, but there, that's where they would be, right in the centre of your rug. So that's feet. Oh, by the way, do encourage them if you need to, just to relax, just to take it easy. You want, might want to encourage them to open up to God, opening their hands, spreading their arms out, closing their eyes to remove distractions, and they can keep their mouth shut. They don't need to pray. They don't need to pray in tongues. They can just remain silent as we pray for them. The second part of the body are hands. I would encourage everyone in your group to lay hands on the person you're praying for. It's scriptural. We looked at that in the last uh, video blog. Of course, hands where appropriate. And of course, if there's somebody who really objects or feels uncomfortable with that, then respect that. Thirdly, the mouth. Just encourage everyone to start with thanksgiving. Thank God for this person. Encourage everyone to pray out together on the count of three. It could be, again, in their own language. It could be in tongues. Keep encouraging that. You just avoid that awkward silence. But more importantly, it just helps each of us to sense what the Spirit wants to pray. We might have our own ideas, but having thanked God for them and prayed our best prayers for them, it's only then that the Spirit might just take us on into the gold. And that phrase, best prayers, I do like it myself. Pray your best prayers for someone. When I think of that, it just helps me to lift and launches me into praying, where otherwise I might be a bit tentative to worry about, am I praying the right thing? So use that phrase as you get going. The fourth part of the body is eyes. And I would suggest as the group leader, you keep your eyes open at all times. Unless, of course, it's you that they're praying for, and I trust that does happen at times. Why? Because you could observe what the Holy Spirit is doing. And there's nothing flaky or fake about watching and seeing what the Holy Spirit's doing and going with it. You don't just have to sense it in your mind or in your spirit. You can actually see. Look at their face. It often betrays what God is doing. There could be tears. There could be a smile. There could be just a twitch on the body as they respond to the things of God at particular moments, to particular prayers, or even their body language, if it's hunched up, or except you can just sense where the person is at and what God is doing with them. Pray into it, get behind it all the more. But also with your eyes open, you can see the rest of your group members. And you might just catch someone and say, actually, I think they need to pray for this person and call them to it or you sense God might want to use somebody who may be a bit tentative to speak into someone's life just encourage them call them to it Lucy can you pray for someone Frank why don't you just share what God is speaking to you about and lastly ears of course it's about encouraging the whole group to listen to what the Holy Spirit's doing and to simply go for it if they feel that God's given them a picture or a prophecy or a scripture or, or something else even if they haven't got the complete uh, kind of scenario, just encourage them to go for it. Others may be able to help add things on. And if it's of the flesh and it's not of God, well, we can weigh that together. It's a safe environment. Don't uh, make people, well, you're sure that people don't feel afraid to fail. There should be no culture of that, I'm sure, amongst us. And my sixth heading is prayer topics. I just want to highlight three things to pray for that I would suggest as a priority amongst all the other things and there's a very varied mix of things to pray for in life groups but across the month, across the months let's make sure we're praying for the obvious, the application and the salvation the obvious, what do I mean? pray for the things that were stated 
the obvious prayer requests, the urgent needs that the person has, something they shared earlier on in the meeting, or something you just know you need, uh, they need God to come through on. Let's be with people at the key moments of their life. Application. We want to be doers of the word as well as hearers of the word. And having heard the word on a Sunday through the teaching, having chewed on it together in a life group, what we believe, what we think, um, how we respond in our behaviour and attitudes and actions to others, to, to God, to ourselves. So really seal those things in prayer and it's been a really powerful thing to do. And thirdly, salvations. Do regularly pray for those that your group want to see come to Christ or come on a course or come to a church event or just move forward towards faith in Jesus Christ. It's for the unsaved family member and friends and neighbours and colleagues that are important in that person's life. Pray for these people by name. Of course it's good to pray for boldness and opportunities and that we'd be good witnesses and know what to say when the opportunity arises, but pray for individuals in our lives that we're interacting with on a regular basis by name. Be specific as well as general. I'd suggest Keep a list. Ask people one week, who are the three people you would really like to see come to Christ? And keep coming back to that list. Maybe every time, or once a month. Add to it. Then let's rejoice together when they've seen some fruit in our prayers as a result. So there you go. There's number six. How to pray together in life groups. Thanks.